Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Wednesday. I'm here to talk about sports. We have a big show for you today, including Zion versus LeBron, the rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals, and Steph Curry makes his return March 1st. We're also going to talk about upsets in college basketball, CONCACAF Champions League, and XFL Week 4, so stick around. First things first, I want to talk about this epic matchup that was nationally televised last night versus rookie phenom Zion Williamson going up against LeBron. The New Orleans Pelicans went to the Staples Center to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. They were defeated 118-109. to Zion Williamson had 29 points. Brandon Ingram, who was involved in that Anthony Davis trade, had 34 points. They were no match for LeBron, who at 35 years old looked like he was 25 as he had 40 points, and he showed why he's still the king. And I was really looking forward to watching this game, just seeing the future of the NBA going up against the greatest player in the NBA. And they're going to have many matchups to come, and this was one of those games that was all eyes were on these two teams. Not sure what the New Orleans Pelicans are going to look like for the future. They're trying to get into the playoffs. If they could sneak into the playoffs, Zion has really good games and I'm not sure if he's going to catch John Morant for rookie of the year he doesn't have enough games under his belt but it's one of those matches I'm really excited to watch in the future all right well we had the rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals as we had the Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Toronto Raptors 108 to 97 the defending champs Toronto Raptors As Giannis was avenging that Eastern Conference loss, he was fueled by taking them on. And Giannis had 19 points. Chris Middleton had 22. It's nice to see that Giannis has some help. He's got other players around him like Chris Middleton, who's also an all-star. But you also have Eric Bledsoe. You also have Brooke Lopez. They're just very well coached. They're disciplined. They play great defense. And Giannis is clearly the most valuable player in the league. I don't think he's the best player in the league. I still think LeBron is. But Giannis is right there as is the most valuable player. Most, most valuable player to his team. I mean, where would the Bucks be without Giannis? You know, the Toronto Raptors still have, has a great record. They are second in the Eastern Conference. And they're showing that, that they're doing it without Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard went to the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Raptors have a better record than the Clippers. But we'll see how they do in the playoffs. The Sacramento Kings defeated the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco, 112-94. Steph Curry makes his return March the 1st. He comes back after that gruesome injury. Draymond Green wasn't playing in that game. This Warriors team, I gotta tell you, this is a different team without Steph, Clay, Draymond. Of course, they lost Kevin Durant. But this team is totally rebuilding. They're, they're the worst record in the NBA, and... I know with Steph and Clay coming back, and then if Draymond Green is healthy, and plus they have Andrew Wiggins now, this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with next season. We had some upsets in college basketball. 
Wake Forest defeated number seven Duke 113 to 101 in double overtime. I still think Duke is a lock to be a number two seed. They're clearly the best team in the ACC, right up there with Florida State and Louisville. But I think when it comes down to ACC tournament play, they have the coach and they have the experience to get it done and win the ACC tournament, which means they'll get a number two seed. They could slip down to a number three seed if they falter in the ACC tournament, but we'll see how it goes. I like seeing those those teams that are really my locks for number one seeds bounce back with wins. Number two, Baylor defeated Kansas State 85 to 66, and San Diego State survives Colorado State 66 to 60. San Diego State is ranked fifth. I still think they're a number one seed, but Dayton right now, who's ranked fourth, could possibly steal that number one seed from San Diego State. We'll see how it goes. Locally here in this part of the country, in West Georgia, we had Auburn, which is local to Columbus, defeat Ole Miss 67-58. to They're ranked 15th in the country, 24-4 overall, 11-4 in the SEC. They are holding on to that second place in the SEC Conference right behind Kentucky. Congratulations to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets for getting a win over Clemson, 68-59. They are now 14-14 overall, 8-9 in ACC play. Normally, an 8-9 record in the ACC would be good to possibly get into the tournament, but Georgia Tech faltered in non-conference games before they started conference play. But Coach Josh Pastner has got that team playing very well. Maybe they might make a run in the ACC tournament and possibly get into this NCAA tournament. I have my updated bracketology. My first four in is going to be Oklahoma. Mississippi State, USC, and Providence. My first four out are NC State. You know, they lost to North Carolina. They actually were my first four in, but now they're first four out. NC State, Memphis, a a team that has struggled down the stretch without James Wiseman. Stanford, another team that struggled in Pac-12 play. And St. Mary's. I, I feel that the West Coast Conference, you know, with BYU upsetting Gonzaga, That's going to be the other team that gets into the tournament. St. Mary's is going to be on the bubble. NCAA Division II action tonight at the Lumpkin Center. We have your Columbus State Cougars senior night taking on Georgia Southwestern. That is going to be their final home game. Columbus State comes in at 15-11 overall, 10-8 in the Peach Belt. They have two more regular season games before they start conference play in the Peach Belt Conference. They will take on Young Harris this weekend up in North Georgia to wrap up the season. So good luck to your Cougars. Good luck to your Lady Cougars, who's also 17-7. And and they're 11-6 in conference play, and they will take on Georgia Southwestern tonight as well. We actually have a busy night at Columbus State. We have the Columbus State baseball team taking on Montevello today at 4 at the Burger King Field. So a busy night for your Cougar sports. So come on out if you need to make it or you can watch the game on cougarsportstv.com CONCACAF Champions League congratulations to Atlanta United for advancing to the quarterfinals as they defeated Martagua 3-0 4-1 on aggregate to advance to the quarterfinals it was a packed house at 5th 3rd Bank Stadium in Kennesaw Georgia saw that game on FS1 Looked like there was not an empty seat in the house. They really packed like 9,000 fans in that small 
soccer style stadium. Normally when they play at the Benz, they can get up to 70,000 fans. Atlanta United, it looks like they will take on the winner of America and Communication, which is gonna be tonight. And then the quarterfinals will be sometime in March. I don't have an exact date. Major League Soccer season this weekend, taking on the expansion Nashville SC up in Nashville, Tennessee. And their first home match will be March the 7th against FC Cincinnati. So a very promising Major League Soccer season for the five stripes. All right, well, the NFLPA reps have sent the new collective bargaining agreement for a vote. So it looks like the players have counteroffered to what the owners were proposing for the new collective bargaining agreement, which will take effect in March of 2021, and it should last 10 years. We had a slight work stoppage 10, almost 10 years ago in 2011, where we missed one preseason game. But some of the things that the players, the players do not want to play 17 games. And they want better health benefits for retired players. But the owners want 17 games. It's going to be a back and forth. Not sure what the counter offer is, but we'll see. Speaking of which, the NFL Combine started a couple days ago. They're doing the measurables, where they're doing the height and weight. They're doing the Wonderlick. They're measuring the, the hands. And then they're going to do our, their workouts tomorrow the quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs, not running backs, wide receivers are going to be doing that workout. XFL week four, we have one team that stands alone, the Houston Roughnecks, 3-0, and their starting quarterback, P.J. Walker, who is the favorite to win XFL MVP. But starting with the Saturday games, we got the L.A. Wildcats, who are at 1-2, taking on the New York Guardians, who are also 1-2. The Seattle Dragons, 1-2, taking on the St. Louis Battlehawks, 2-1. They have won two games in a row. They have won against great teams, and Jordan Tamu is another rising star at quarterback for the Battlehawks. On Sunday, the Houston Roughnecks will take on the Dallas Renegades, and Dallas is also 2-1. Landry Jones is their star quarterback, led by Coach Bob Stoops, legendary college coach Bob Stoops. The D.C. Defenders who are trying to bounce back from that awful performance by Cardell Jones when he threw four picks. They will take on the winless Tampa Bay Vipers, which I think they've already benched their star quarterback, Aaron Murray, who used to play for the Georgia Bulldogs. Speaking of Georgia Bulldogs, the GD game uh, is going to be April 18th. I will talk about my college football preview show, and we will discuss what to expect for the upcoming college football season. It seems with Georgia having the number one class in the country that the expectations to win the national championship are got to be better because they have better players. And we'll see what type of quarterback Jamie Newman is going to be for the Bulldogs as they try to go to more of a run-pass option style of offense with a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monken. I'm looking forward to watching college basketball in the fall. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen for the Bulldogs as they have gone to the SEC championship game three years in a row under head coach Kirby Smart. They have parted ways with Jake Fromm. He has gone on to the NFL. They have lost DeAndre Swift to the NFL, but they have talented wide receivers. Dominique Blaylock should come back from injury. And then George Pickens, who when he, he was on the field, showed some talent as a wide receiver. 
All right, so Major League Baseball, we have a big loss for the New York Yankees. Their starting pitcher, Luis Severino, is out for the season. How much of an impact will this be to the New York Yankees? Because it seems like pitching is their downfall. They did get Garrett Cole in the offseason. I mean, CC Sabathia is up there in age. Not sure when he's going to retire. Uh, Tanaka, still a great starter. But, you know, the Yankees are going to have to rely on their bats. And losing Luis Severino is going to be huge for the Yankees. Not sure how they're going to recover from that. As we got spring training games going on, the Braves have their own starting pitcher issues with Cole Hamels being out. And they need to resolve third base as well. Who's going to be the starting third base over there in the corner? Is it going to be Austin Riley? Or is it going to be Johan Camargo? They did lose Josh Donaldson to free agency to the Twins. So we'll see how that plays out as they will open the season in about a month. They will travel to Arizona to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks at Chase Field. And that game is going to be great for the Braves. So we are going to wrap this show up. But I just want to say thank you to all my listeners who have subscribed to my podcast, has watched me on Facebook, and make sure that you like my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are now up to 180 likes. Our show is growing. About a month ago, we only had 45 likes. I know I've done some promotions. I think being on 95.7 ESPN Radio has helped. So I've been on there twice already. And so that, as a broadcaster, gives me credibility to do these shows, and plus with my broadcasting major and experience at Denfos and military broadcasting, I feel that I can actually do this a lot better, and the show is getting a lot better. I'm seeing some promise, and I also thank my colleagues, people that have actually helped me out, that have been to broadcasting school with me throughout the years, that have helped me with tips, helped me with intro music production, and artwork for the podcast, just everything that you can possibly ask for in a team. Thank you. Thank you very much for just getting this show off the ground. We've had 20 episodes so far, and we had some special episodes as well, so about a total of 24 episodes. But this show is continuing to go strong. So hope everybody has a great day, and we are getting closer to the weekend. So stay in there, and we'll, we'll almost get to the weekend. All right. All right, so everybody have a great day and be safe out there. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.